What is the That's demon's game? Oh, it's just amusement. For, it's just for amusement. Commit evil for amusement. Got it. Just having fun. I don't know. I don't know. It's like yeah, if you're I guess like a demon. Feeding like on else? fear, right? Yeah. What else are you going to do? Just have some fun. That's all you get to do. Yeah. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry, and this is Julia. This week we are talking about 2007's Paranormal Activity. Title of this episode is Dinner Time. Tagline for this movie is <laughs> What Happens When You Sleep? Okay. Uh, this is, uh, it's okay. Uh, it was written and directed by Oren Pelly. Uh, this is his directorial debut. It was made for $15,000 yeah. and it made $200 million. Holy crap. $200 million. Holy crap. From 15000 no, no wonder there's so many of them now too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this is what you build a franchise on and sure. what amazing work. Wow. Yeah, wow. pretty impressive. And, and and I think that the thing that impresses to me about this movie, and, you know, this is something coming right around Blair Witch, is it's, you know, made for $15,000, right? This is made in the director's house. This is like house. a decade after Blair Witch. Yeah, but it's coming in this found footage kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. that started it and then that kind of rolled forward to this one, which kind of blew up that whole thing again. And I think the fact that, you know, people, I think a lot of times like I can't make a film because of all of these obstacles that are standing in my way. And you go, oh, actually, I can make a film in my own house. And all it is, is this house. And what can I do to make a scary film where I'm not having to show expensive monsters and really it's all in your head. And I think that that's impressive to me. I think that's when I'm watching this as a filmmaker and film lover, I think that's the thing that's impressive to me about this movie is watching them and seeing how you're getting around budget restrictions and things like that would, would, would is really cool. Not just that. I think what I think is brilliant and the thing that steps it up from like Blair, the Blair Witch of it all um, or building on that is the fact that it's at home. It's like yeah. you, you don't have to go to the woods to be afraid. Like you literally just have to like wake up in your house and it look weird or mm -hmm. hear something and which we've all done. Like if you're at home and you hear a weird sound in your house, it's like, oh, OK, that could be the house settling or it's a ghost. Right. Like there's all these things that your mind will fill in the blanks for. And I think mm -hmm. it's just so brilliant to be like, oh, no, it could be anywhere. And watching this at night, I just recently moved and I moved. I don't have roommates anymore and I am alone in a house. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, because you haven't seen this before, right? This is my first time. And I watched it alone, you know, in my house. Like, wow. probably I probably should have watched it earlier than I did. And oh, gosh. OK, cool, cool, cool. And I, I also this... grew up in San Diego. OK, so it's I know exactly home. the neighborhood they're hitting. It looks like the houses of like my friends. It looks like my old like ex-boyfriend's like house. Like it looks like I was like, oh, God. Amazing. Terrifying. Yeah, I, I saw this in 2007. I saw it in the theater when it came out. And I will say, you know, you all know that I love nothing more than watching a horror movie with an audience. And the audience was going bananas. So it was really, really fun. So another fun thing about this movie, there are no credits in this movie. 
No credits. No, they just give you, they just have the, 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 the cards. They have the which card. Which I can the, the read to you. Card. I knew you'd have them ready. Course. I knew you would have them ready. <laughs> I counted on you to write them down. So give us so, the intro card. So we get no Paramount Pictures logo. We get no title card. We get no opening credits. All we get is Paramount Pictures would like to thank the families of Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston and the San Diego Police Department. That's it. Also, uh, it is Mika. It is not Micah. That was driving me weird. I was like, I've never heard that name pronounced that way, this whole movie. So if it sounds weird and we're saying it wrong, it really is Mika in the movie. 100%. Yep. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm reading subtitles, but that's not, not what I'm hearing. So, but I love it because yeah. I love Amika because that's one of my favorite singers. So I was like, oh, it made me think about him the whole movie too. Oh, but that's M I K A, right? I know, but it made me want to listen to his music after. That's okay. What but I was down. like, that's how, if, if you're going to, if you're going to spell it, if it's going to be pronounced Mika, it should be M I K A. Like, M A. Anyway, this is I'm not semantics about name. someone's <laughs> name is pronounced. Everyone yeah, has they different things. Like, I have my friend Gillian. Everyone wants to say Jillian. I understand there are different pronunciations. It is fine, depending on where you're from in the world so beyond the name um you know we get this little thing it's like a thank you to their families and so i was like oh no so this looks like it's based on a thing or like they found this footage somehow so it's september 18th 2006 and i was like oh it's around this time of year scary mm-hmm. um san diego and i went oh no it's my old neighborhood scary um so katie shows up and um, she's talking about how big this camera is and her boyfriend mika is like filming you're like oh he got a new toy and he wants to use it and he's videoing um, and you know, he's like, no, we're going to look back, you know, finally remember everything as after we figure out what's going on here. And you're like, oh, he's using it actually to gather evidence for whatever is uh-huh. going on in their house. Yes. Yeah, um, so th- there's already, before we even meet them, there's already been stuff happening. So what do you think is interesting? Cause normally you get the person moving to the house and it kind of ramps up into whatever this is. And you're like, oh, we're, we're coming in, in the middle of the story, mm-hmm. right? So she's, they have whatever sort of sort of poltergeisty things and they give you a lot of fake outs. You know, there's one with like an ice maker they think they're hearing noises and it is that thing of once you get that seed in your mind that maybe there is something in your house every noise is going to freak you out no matter what yes they're filling in the blanks with everything they hear they're experiencing and you know and and you can get that Mika's probably not as like he seems like not as on board he's like okay I'm going to help you like prove it so I want to get some evidence for you that nothing's going on. Basically, he's, you see that he's like on team like it's all in your head is where he seems sure. to start from. Yeah, he, right? he does seem like he's, he's a condescending her boyfriend. a bit. Mm-hmm. But, it, but I think for I, I felt like his motivation was, okay, ostensibly I'm helping my girlfriend by getting this camera because we can evidence things. But also I get to buy a new camera and I'm kind of more excited about that. Which but he also seems like, maybe if she's willing, we could do it and I could get some video. He's also keeps trying to push her for that yeah. too. So there's a few other angles he's got that are just besides trying to capture some ghost imagery. He might want to get some sexy imagery with her too. And she's like, oh my God, Mika, like stop this like bullshit. Like th- this is real. Like you don't understand. Like I'm sorry I didn't disclose this before we moved in together. But, you know, I got this like situation. And so... You know, the first night, you know, they set up the camera and, you know, they finally get into bed and, um, you know, they get to bed around 11, 11, 11, 23 or so. But 208 a.m., there's a low humming noise and some creaking. And, and then I, the I keys think, mm-hmm, are yeah, in the middle so of the floor keys. where they were not left. They hear keys drop and you're like, okay. And this movie is does such a good job of ramping up because you know starts quite small and and really gets to this bigger place and i think making just them in bed seem creepy 
like there's no, they're doing nothing they're sleeping but you know speeding it up and making it look like the surveillance is kind of scary so yes, she goes night vision get, and all that kind of stuff yeah. looking thing too and also the way they do their bed because they have all these like pillows and stuff, they take everything off and they just leave a sheet on top of them which automatically you think of a sheet over a person that just looks like a ghost all of a sudden right like that's mm-hmm. just like shorthand you know for a spooky ghost so he, they go down, they find the keys and he's like, yeah, why a ghost is going to come move keys? Cause why that's what ghosts do. And so she decides she wants to talk to Dr. Fredericks, who is a psychic to see if she has, has any ideas. So they introduce themselves They say they're engaged to be engaged. And she's a student he's a day trader. And she talks about how it all started when she was eight and there would be a, ma- a shadowy figure at the foot of her bed that she would see and her little sister would see. And that then there was a fire in their house uh, that with the, the fire of the cause of the fire was never found. No determination. Yeah. They could no. not and- figure out what started it. So they said it wasn't electrical or anything like that. And so then they moved. And when she was 13, it started to happen again. And she could actually hear it saying her name and they get fed off of, you know, her. And this is something now the psych is like, okay, well, then it's you. It's following you. So you leaving is going to do nothing because it's after you. And it seems to be going through this cycle of however many years, you know, in between to come back. And it and she doesn't know what it wants. Like she's been so terrified of it this whole time. She's never tried to communicate or anything, but she has this feeling that she needs to like leave it alone and don't try to antagonize it, antagonize it. But we have Mika on the other hand being like, but Maybe you could just show yourself, you know, just like maybe you could do some things. And then and the doctor's like, no, 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 dude. Like, honestly, this thing feeds on negative energy. So do not mm-hmm. feed it any negativity. Um, he's like, I, he's like, do most of the most of the energy up by the bedroom. And he's like, yeah, that's definitely where stuff's been kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about ghosts versus demons. He's like, this thing doesn't sound like it's actually a ghost by the way it's interacting. It sounds like it probably is more a demon because it's followed you in this fashion. Ghosts are usually tied to a place where a demon is usually tied to a person or something they're trying to get from them. So, And a demon like, is also not human. Right. And he's also like, I don't deal with demons. That's not my specialty. I'm actually a ghost dude. But I have a homie who's a ghost guy, who's like demon guy. He could probably hook you up. And he's like, I'm not the one. This is too weird for me. And also, I don't like the energy in this house. So I actually want to get out of here. Um, I think I might be upsetting it. The fact that I'm here actually might have actually might set it off some more um, because he Mm -hmm. knows I'm coming for it or like, you know, once it feels that energy. He's like, but it'll follow you. Not my expertise. So he refers him to an L.A. guy. Dr. Avery. And I'm sure I'm sure in LA there is a demonologist. I can almost 100 percent tell oh, you. Thousand percent. I'm sure. Guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. We need to be um, friends with those guys. Just hanging out I'm with good. the demonology guys. I'm no, I right want to know. I would love to know. You could tell me stories now. Mm-mm. I don't want to know okay. about demons. I'm good. Okay. Um, even even though I've let go of a good amount of religion, I still don't want to wake that, wake that, wake that section up. Um, okay. So you don't want to invite them in, you know, and just be careful. So they're like, oh, great. Thanks. And then that guy leaves and Mika is like, well, that was a crock of shit. <laughs> like he does not buy that guy at all. But mm-hmm. Katie's like, uh, actually, that sounds kind of plausible because based on my life, you don't know my life. Like it's been following me my whole life. Like, yeah, probably. A thing. Uh, and she and she also was kind of happy with what he said because that made her feel like she wasn't crazy that he was validating her experience as something that was real and not made up so that night when they film when they're sleeping the door moves by itself uh and so they're every every day mika is reviewing this footage and she is getting progressively freaked out and it is this thing where he's not 
really believing it, right? He's still like, oh, this is cool. Look at this, you know, ghost footage I found. So awesome. She's like, no, but you're, you're antagonizing it, man. So no matter how, I think it's frustrating, you know, because they, when we start off with them, they're quite happy and cute and, and loving to each other. And of course they're starting to splinter off and acting strangely with each other because not only is this situation implausible, but also there's a demon kind of pushing them apart. So hard to win there. Yeah, they're fighting with the supernatural and it is bleeding into their their day. And um, he even keeps still, you know, still making jokes about trying to take a sex video, like and all this kind of stuff's going along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like some fun little jump scares, like a little spider scare and some other stuff that's going on. And Mika actually starts doing research, too, because he's like, he's like, if I can actually catch this ghost, I could get some money kind of thing. Like, I have this amazing camera. Like, I might be able to, like, you know, he's gets, he gets the gleam in his eye now. I was like, oh, no. The, the, now the Nobel got, Prize like, gleam that we know from many horror movies, the scientists like, but but if I get it, I'll, I'll get it. It's exactly that. Like, if I get this footage. Get the be- if I get the right. shot, it's like, you know, little, little, little nope, trying to get the best shot of the monster yeah. or whatever, right? So and and she didn't tell him before they moved in and they have like kind of a little fight about that, too. He's like, if I would known, like maybe this wouldn't be where it is. And so you can see some of this, too, like where she didn't hadn't fully disclosed that, like she had a freaking thing following her either. Sure. But also she hasn't seen it ostensibly, as far as we know, since she was 13. So she seems right. to be, what, 23, 24 here? You know, something that if you haven't seen it for 10 years, like, OK, it's gone. It, it's I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. But yes, I feel like they've been dating. They said three years they've been together. And I feel like within Mm -hmm. three years, you would tell your boyfriend this, even if you're like, okay, you're going to think I'm weird, but here's what happened to me as a kid. And so- Like a random childhood story. Like I feel like this would have been disclosed totally. But Yeah. So I understand his frustration with her, but also to throw it back in her face is not cool. And he's just kind of- yeah, he's just kind of getting more and more jerky and and really trying to get the man like, well, I can do it. I don't need outside help. I'll figure it out. Like, Ugh. so he's reading he up on it. the house. Yeah. Yes. It's so my house. They say that- it's my house. <laughs> uh, so they say the demons uh, exist only to cause pain and commit evil for their own amusement. So they stalk people, right? Is something that they have. So he goes to get an EVP. We get a muffled voice of an EVP. He keeps talking about how he wants to get an Ouija board, although even though the psychic had specifically expressly told him to not do that because He's you're like, going to try to communicate. It. It's opening the portal. Inviting yeah. it in. Nope. Oh, he's doing all the things. Literally, I was like, as soon as he said, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I was like, oh, he's going to do all of it, right? Because that's like kind of mm-hmm. how it goes here. Whenever you, whenever we get the rules, they got to be broken. Um, and so another night happens and um, Katie wakes up from a nightmare and the door slams and Mika inspects downstairs and now she's still creeped out. And, um, you know, she ha- they have her sister over, I think, or one of her friends and like they're making beads and you know, ha- hanging out the next day and She's like, yeah, this shit's kind of happening again. But Mika keeps insisting about this Ouija board. And she's like, no, 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 dude, I'm telling you, no, 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 we do not need it. But yeah. they hear shrieking and crashing the next day. There's a chandelier rocking. More shit's happening in the house and mm-hmm. more noises. And so they're like, you know what? Uh, we, you know, I still want to figure this out and I want to communicate with it. But right. um, but we do yeah. have a, a an incredibly scary one where she stands next to him and looks at him for, for like many many hours. hours at night and then they she goes he she goes downstairs and he finds her outside in the swing where it's really cold outside and she's just kind of catatonic and she's answering him but doesn't really focus on him and that's when 
and she when he shows her the footage the next day she doesn't remember any of it at all so he's kind of angry he's like what are you doing and she's like i don't know i don't remember how you know this but this feeling of your body doing something that your mind's not aware of is pretty terrifying yeah and she had nightmares but she doesn't remember the stuff that actually happened outside like she had her own nightmares inside um, and so she, he says, you know, bringing an exorcist, you know, person to try to exercise this demon will only make it worse because they've noticed since that other guy had come in, it, it did get worse. Right. And it has gotten worse. But she's like, but no, she but thinks that it's the camera. Demons. Yeah. And she yeah. thinks it's the camera making it worse. And he thinks, yeah, he thinks it's the. It might I mean, be, though, too, say? because we know it, it kind of ramped up since the camera's been there. So it was the same time, right? The timing is yeah. very similar. So we're not sure whether it was having the expert, you know, like ghost guy come in and antagonize right. it. And then, but he keeps, but Mika's like, okay, but I want to figure out and get this stuff done. So Mika, of course, she, he makes, it gets, gets caught in semantics. She says, please do not buy a Ouija board. He does not buy one. He borrows one. Um, and brings one into the house. Fucking idiot. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, and they're about to go on, like, the date night to go out and get some fresh air and away from the house and immediately ruin. She is so angry. And so they leave uh, leave the camera on as they leave. And the Ouija board, the planchette starts moving. And then it catches on fire. And you go, ooh, yeah, that's not good at all. So when they come back and find it, she, he's really, of course, intrigued by it. He's rewatching the tape to try to figure out if he can see what it spelled out. He's, he doesn't mention the fact that it caught on fire, even though I feel like that would be an important thing. But she is absolutely pissed and wants it out of the house. Uh, but he's she's livid. By she it, feels you know? very betrayed. And he's very intrigued because he feels like he's getting closer to figuring out what's going on. He really wants to know the name. He wants, you know, whatever it was trying to tell them. Um, and he keeps trying to talk about it and bring it up with her. And she just is just like, dude, like, shut the fuck up. I'm really, really pissed. Get the camera out of my motherfucking face and mm -hmm. stop with all this BS. Like, let's handle this. Why don't you let me call the freaking specialist? Because he's like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Like, don't call that other guy. Like, I don't want it. I don't know why she didn't do it behind his back. I, that's the other thing that yeah. kind of kept, like, I was like, just call him. Like, why isn't she doing it? But I think she's too scared to do it as well, too, still. Because um, it could go wrong. He could be right and the exorcism could make it worse, right? I so she doesn't in the back know of her mind. either. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's taking care of it. So he wants to solve the problem and he decides he's going to do this baby powder experiment where he's going to put it in the hallway. Uh, and of course, there is footprints in the hallway leading up to the attic, which the door they not open. In the attic, Mika finds a burned picture of Katie when she was eight. That there is absolutely no way that it could be there and she is stunned that house had burned down and she doesn't have any of those pictures anymore and so it's like one of those things where you're like this thing should not even exist and the fact that it's in our new house that we just moved into together mm -hmm. mm, suspicious as fuck mm -hmm. so um she calls the, at that point she's like okay like you did we, you said we do one last thing to try to figure this out you haven't figured it out yet. This was the last thing she kind of bargained with. Like, I'll let you try this other, this one more night doing this powder thing. But if it doesn't work, I'm going to call that specialist that um, the other doctor told us about. So she calls Dr. Avery's up, but he's not there. Of course, he's out of the country, like on some sabbatical or on some other demon mission or something. So they call Dr. Fredericks back and he's coming back the next day, but they still have a whole nother night they're going to deal with in the house again. So we get and, a lot know, of uh, banging at the door and door slammings. Uh, Door slamming and uh, the picture, like the picture breaks, but it's only on his face and like and his he's facial like, slash. 
It's yeah. one of those show yourself moments to the ghost or demon and stuff too. So no, yeah. you know, because Marion and I used to play with Ouija boards when we were in college together, of course, because we were the spooky horror movie girls. And she was that person. She was always like, give us a sign, show us something. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea. Challenge them but, to show themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But we, I mean, the most we ever had was a, a, a candle inexplicably burst into flames the second after she asked them to show themselves. So I was like, well, that counts. That counts. You never yeah, told a little, me this story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had like all these tea lights around them and one of them, we were on the carpet, but we had like put paper under them so they wouldn't burn. And one of the mm -hmm. tea lights just went up in this big puff of flame and it burned a hole in the carpet. So I guess that was the sign. So this is what happens. It, you don't. You rarely get a good sign. You mostly get a bad sign. And that's Mika is I'm making saying. it don't worse. Ask for definitely. It. Don't. No, ask definitely for don't. It, so. And that's she. And you know. And she keeps saying that, right? And but it, it's that thing where I think I don't want to say Mika's not to blame because Mika's kind of a dick. But also, I think this would have happened regardless. I think what's happening now, where it's ramping up and getting worse with her. I don't think it has anything to do with either Dr. Fredericks or the camera. I think that thing mm -hmm. just planned to do what it was doing anyway. But that's mm -hmm. my take on it. And uh, but Dr. Fredericks, it. Mm -hmm. yeah, and Dr. Fredericks and they can't does sleep, come back, and they're all like no. fucked up before he comes back to you. So like that whole night, bef like before Dr. Fredericks comes back, like you can tell like they're at the end of their rope because now they're like exhausted. Mm -hmm. they're pissed at each other and then right. the doctor's going to come in now so the sure. like kind and of like bad 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 yeah and it's starting to do stuff during the day as well so they don't even have the respite of like i could sleep during the day it's going to be right. there anyway they have a daytime so dr Fredericks comes comes back and doesn't get two feet in the house and is like nope mm -mm, nope and out not going to be in here this was no good i can't do it no thank you he's like the energy he's like he's like oh it's way worse than when i was last year and uh you guys have antagonized it clearly kind of a thing and like i gotta get out of here he's like yeah call he's like call avery's when he's back he'll be back in a couple of days like i'm not your guy and they're like oh okay so, so um, you, it's that psychic he feels like where if he comes in he'll do more harm than good mm -hmm. yeah and so he is ostensibly doing them a favor, but I feel like you have that thing where on one hand, you're like, oh, what a coward. On the other hand, you're like, no, he's to make the right decision. He doesn't need to get involved in this. Like this is in his bag. Let him out. So I, I don't really he's fault him for peacing out. He's like, I probably angered it coming in last time. Like he felt that. Do you know what I mean though? Yeah. So like he was just like, based on where it was last time, it was already bad. But the fact he's like, oh, it's gotten worse and he's doing stuff during the day. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, we're good not my expertise again, like I told you. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I tried to take a look here, but no, I really can't. So she's exhausted. He's exhausted. They are, you know, not doing well. This next night, they, they feel breathing and like something else is wrong. So they were like, we have to figure something out. Um, so Mika's doing more research and he finds out there was another person who had the exact same problem on their, as they're mm -hmm. looking online. Um, and she's like, no, you and your camera are the problem. He's like, no, no, no. This lady basically had your life. Like same kind of time frame. was haunted as a little girl haunted later. And she's like, what happened to her? And it's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm unclear about what this is for, like what it's supposed to represent. So we're assuming this demon has, has influenced that other lady's life and is now doing the exact same thing to her. But I feel like that information could be more useful to beat it. I don't. It feels like a strange. It feels like unnecessary kind of. It never really goes anywhere. Mm -hmm. to, for her to be like, oh, there's somebody else who had my life, but she doesn't even really buy it anyway because she's such an exhausted state. So it 
seems like well, an she odd wants to know if she thing. lived. She's like, did she make it? And they're kind of like, mm, right. Maybe. But we what do you, what do you need ending. that? What do you need that plot point for? What is it supposed to give me that I wouldn't have without it? I'm I I don't know. I find it extraneous. Anyway, uh, next night the it gets ramps up real hard where Katie gets pulled out of bed and dragged away screaming, and that is where it starts you go oh this is where it starts to get really really bad and so now she just wants to go to a hotel even though she knows it's gonna follow her it's not she can't run away from it she still is like i want want another setting yeah another setting right and so Mm -hmm. she's like begs for it he's like okay really like okay fine this is like night 20 or whatever around this time too Um, but she also has a big bite mark on her she's Uh, bitten and bruised Cars packed, and then she's holding a crucifix in her hand, and that motherfucking thing is burned through her hand, and her hand is like bleeding, and it looks like the crucifix has left her mark in her hand. I thought it was just because she'd just been holding it so hard that's why she was bleeding. It looked like um, it burned through because it's the shape of the crucifix in her hand. So this is a thing that I, you know, as we know, every cinema, cinema, any every movie has a different rules for different monsters, right? Every werewolf mm-hmm. movie, vampire movie, there's different rules. Demon rules, I feel like are all over the map. I don't feel like if you were like, how do you kill a demon? I'm like, I don't really know. There seem to be all over the place. Like, does a bite transfer the demonology to you? In this I movie, it feels like it that... does. I feel like it does. I feel like she gets bit and they, it transfers to her. But then she was also catatonic earlier and all that stuff too, where she seemed like she was under the influence of it too. I feel like mm-hmm. a demon can hop in you anytime, which is the problem with demons. Um, at least like with the lore of like demons, even right. from like the Bible and stuff like that. It's like a demon can enter your body at any time. Like you just don't oh, know. That's good to know. Yeah. So anybody could be a demon at all times. So yay. Okay. That's fun. Well, I guess um, I need to do more more demon research because yeah, I, I didn't for sure. know. So it was my interpretation. But they also tried to burn the cross be- too. And like he yeah. throws the cross in the fireplace and it doesn't burn. So you're like, oh, right. okay, there's something up with that cross too. Yeah. So yeah, it was my interpretation. She had been bitten. It transferred to her. And because because just for the re- this movie's near the end of the movie, I feel like it's she, her. She's acting strangely enough, and then she's mm-hmm. doing that weird smile stuff. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden, she doesn't she doesn't want to go to the motel anymore. She just wants to stay there, and it's completely done a 180. And he's like, but you wanted to go. Cars all packed. What is happening? Like, and I feel really like this wanted is to get out of here. This is Mika's mm-hmm. mistake. Like, this is where Mika would be like, no, we're really going to go. You said you wanted to go. I don't know what's going on with you right now, but like an hour ago, you wanted to go. So let's go. Right. And she won't do it. No, she's not about that. So she like, you know, in the middle of the night, of course, again, she, you know, gets up, stands upstairs at like 1.30 in the morning and stares at him. Blanket falls off of Mika. I was like, oh, is he going to die now? I was like, oh, no. And she like stands over him and then walks out at like 3.15 and then like there's a scream. And then all of a sudden he flies up to the camera and you're like, what just happened? And it looks like she's got a demon in her because her little demon face comes to the demon. (laughs) Yeah, she's all covered in blood and she comes to the camera. And uh, then uh, the the, the end card that says Mika's body was discovered by police on October 11, 2006. Katie's whereabouts are unknown. Okay. That is the movie. No she's credits. She's the just demon in and now. Out. She's the demon now. Duh, duh. So yeah. Yeah. She's going to go on some sort of demon rampage, one would think. Maybe stand at the foot of some other children's bed just for fun. What is the How demon's game? Oh, it's just amusement. For, it's just for amusement. Commit evil for amusement. Got it. Just having fun. I don't know. I don't know. It's like yeah, if you're I guess like a demon. Feeding like, on else? fear, right? Yeah. What else are you going to do? Just have some fun. That's all you get to do. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so let's do some gore factor. Uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We give this a one because they're really, except for the end scene where she has some blood down her front, we don't really see any gore. We don't see anything. So and it's got a little it doesn't bit mean from her bite mark and her, you know, on her, on yeah. her leg or whatever. And that's about mm-hmm. it. So it's not very, uh, not very bloody. Um, that's okay, kids, because it's still scary. And we got some movie ratings for you. Chainsaws, one of your desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby. Five pandestagorical. This was a four for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I, I understand the hype. I, if I'd seen this in the theater with all y'all back in the day, I probably would have been scared too. Still creepy. Even, you know, watching it alone in my house, I was like, okay, uh, hearing sounds. Um, I just was so annoyed by this man. By the end of the movie, I wanted to punch this boyfriend in the face. And that is what keeps me from giving this movie a five. Their he relationship gets his. Is so, he does get his, of course. But it's so upsetting. Like, you know, uh, the the antagonization, the gaslighting, all of that stuff yeah. just is so frustrating. Uh, I gave this movie a four and a half. So the the thing for me so again i i think this movie is brilliant as far as making a truly independent film it's incredible and it's very scary Mm -hmm. for not seeing for very little right they're they're moving a door slightly they're pulling a push sheet off of bed and there's very little but it's still quite scary the the issue for me is the very final shot the shot of that demon face coming up to the camera is such a cheap ending and it's such a CGI shot in a movie where most everything has been practical. And so it really throws me out and I, I really don't like it. And I happen to know that that is not actually the ending that was supposed to be the ending of the movie. So the ending <gasps> of the movie was almost, almost identical, except instead of coming at the camera, she slits her own throat while looking at the camera. So, so much better. Yeah, but it's so was much that better. Trying to get the was that trying to get the rating, or is that was that I an don't, issue? I'm not really sure exactly why they decided. It was probably a studio thing where mm-hmm. you know he had the independent ending, and they're like, no, no, we want the like, I don't know. But well, that's such a, like, to, if they if they believed in it and they bought it and they wanted to have it and they had them do that ending, that was probably because they knew they could build a franchise potentially off of this shit. Do you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, that's true. If that she, if, if she's she, dead, if she's not if she's not dead, then that monster can live on. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, the very, very final shot bothers me. It's just like a, you know, a mid 2000s kind of end scare nonsense that I, I don't really like. But the rest of the movie is good. And I think uh, in, in, inventive and definitely worth the a watch. So it's next week. Phenomenal. I mean, it sparked a whole franchise. So I mean, like, yeah. you get it. Like, I, I wholeheartedly get it. And like, for that I haven't cost, seen any of the other like ones. That- mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to. We should watch I at guess least I one will. of them. Let's watch one okay. of them. Let's pick a random one out of them and like. No, I can't do that. Are you kidding? Because uh-huh. I don't have to well, watch I'm all the ones the in between. Nope. No, you don't. I no, can't, don't. Terry. No, don't. I can't. Yeah, you can. We're gonna do chaos. So, um, fans, uh, Patreon especially, let us know which random other paranormal oh activity God. is your favorite. You know, I'll just watch it. Like, if you're like, nope. hey, let's watch Paranormal Activity Four, I will have I'm to just watch the one. Bring it on you one time. You're not even gonna know. It's coming to movie night one night, and you're not. Oh no, Terry, that's mean. Okay, so. Chaos, chaos. It's all right. I can I can break out a little bit of my of my rigid box. Hey, so thank you giving so you much for hits, listening. Fans, giving you the hits. <laughs> this is what you know. This is the thing: is that if you don't, if you listen to us and you don't realize that we keep an enormous list of the movies that you recommend to us and look at it every time we are scheduling new shows, we a hundred percent do. So if you have a movie that you want us to cover that we haven't covered, please give us your recommendation because we really look at them. And all of these movies we've done in this last big hits round were all ones that were recommended by your list, our dear listeners. 
Yes, for sure. So thank you guys so much. Um, happy Halloween almost. Um, hope you guys are having a fun spooky season. Um, join us next week for that. In the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Let us know what which paranormal activity uh, we should jump into that Julia will just be so terrified by that we're doing it so chaotically. Um, what's your favorite one of the franchise? Um, and uh, you can hit us up on Patreon and well as our Teespring store, grab some merch. We love you all so much. Thank you for listening and happy almost Halloween. Yeah, it's the best time of the year. The most wonderful time. Oh, sorry. Wrong season. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Ryan. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide.